Welcome to Star Stories, a counter story podcast about the Star Wars fandom. I'm your host, Jessica. In this episode, I talk with Chase, a non-binary nerdy YouTuber and podcaster about LGBT plus representation and using social media to put advocacy to action. I would love to know how you became a fan of Star Wars. How did the franchise, the story, the characters reach you? Um, they reached me sort of in a, a chaotic way, in a, in a good chaotic way. I kind of just like, I watched a lot of Spaceballs, like the spoof of Star Wars before I even saw Star Wars. Um, I also played through the Lego video games before I even saw any of the main sort of the original trilogy. So it, that was kind of my original introduction. I had watched Phantom Menace a bunch, and then I kind of watched a couple, you know, I think I watched Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith maybe once, but it was a very like sort of um, not, I don't think it's a very conventional, I don't even know if there is a conventional way to get into Star Wars anymore, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a chaotic way to get into it. Um, and then I kind of, I kind of, got less involved with Star Wars and then dove back in over quarantine in 2020. And that was like when I really sort of just like got lost in the sauce. <laughs> and how do you find yourself um, interacting with the content, with the story, the fandom today? Um, with the, the general Star Wars story, I mean, I, I watch everything that comes out and I and I usually like find ways to like it. And if, even if I, if it, even it's not my favorite, um, but I watch everything. I don't read all the books, but I read some of the comics and, and I just kind of absorb what I can and catch up on whatever I miss. And with regards to like how I'm involved with fandom, I'm very involved with the fandom on Twitter. Um, also on my YouTube page. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, those are like, I'd say the two way, main ways I'm in, engaged with the fandom. And for the most part, like pretty positive experiences with like the sort of like circle that I've, you know, built uh, for the community, I guess is a better word to put for it, um, with the community that I've built around myself and like with others. Awesome. I, so I would love to hear you explain this hashtag campaign. We have the hashtag blackout star Wars eclipse, yes. what that's about, what's it in response to the, the message, the motivation behind this. So the hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse campaign, it started after a new Star Wars video game was announced and the, that game was called Eclipse. Mm -hmm. um, and the game is currently slotted to be, was actually currently being developed by a company called Quantic Dream. Um, and Quantic Dream, for those who don't know, is a video game developer who has like dozens and dozens of incredibly toxic allegations against them. Um, and then the hashtag itself was born after this announcement from a live stream um, that I co-host every week called Pink Milk. And we were sort of like, you know, spending the show talking about the newest announcement from Star Wars and how there was this video game that looked really, really cool, but it was developed by this company who says he doesn't make games for, and then like inserts a, you know, insert um, an LGBTQ a derogatory term there. I don't really know how <laughs> censored we want to be here, but you know, and and also saying awful things about women and and people of color as well. So um we had the live stream that week and we just kind of talked about it and talked about what it was like to be a queer fan um that week specifically in terms of getting like this really cool video game being announced, but then like the that sinking feeling of once you realize who's involved with it and what that means as a consumer and then also what that means 
experience as a fan. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of what's and then the the folks in the steam room, the steam queens um, during the pink milk show, they kind of came up with the hashtag itself. And then we just kind of took it running and tried to spread the word on it and had like, you know, very specific days where we would go for some social media pushes and kind of got some like cool articles written up about it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole hashtag backstory. I think it's fascinating because, you know, right here in this podcast, we're talking about counter stories from the fandom Mm -hmm. and counter story in itself is a methodology. It's a tool, a way to basically respond, challenge and scrutinize these dominant narratives. And I feel like in a way, the hashtag blackout Star Wars Eclipse is its own counter story campaign Mm -hmm. as a response to this collaboration between Lucasfilm Games and Quantic Dream. Um, I was wondering, what do you think about Phantom Spaces using counter story campaigns to invoke like change, maybe whether it's through discourse or um, with, you know, blackouts like this? Do you find it helpful? Does it garner um, any sort of attention to the issue? Yeah, I think that specifically in Blackout Stars Eclipse, I think that there is a really cool thing that started to happen. And I, in my opinion, is still happening mm-hmm. where you have like, almost almost an equal amount of people talking about their excitement for the game as to do critiquing the game's developer and and being critical of how of who we of who Lucasfilm Games chooses to collaborate with so in that sense of countering I think that Blackout Stars Eclipse has been fairly successful in that which gives me a lot of hope I mean I think in general it's it's helped boost boost whistle whistleblower type of behavior in that it like reminds people that it's getting harder and harder to get away with like racist, misogynistic and homophobic behaviors in general. Um, And I also think it's also really boosted allyship in the fandom, which is awesome. And I think every fandom could do with more allyship of all kinds. Um, And then I also like to think that it makes Lucasfilm games at the bare minimum, at least like pause and reflect on who they choose to collaborate with, you know, what kind of research goes into potential collaborators um, and like what kind of reactions those can cause in a fandom. Lately in our fandom itself, there's been a lot of discussion about meaningful representation. and specifically with Star Wars and the LGBT plus representation. Recently, we've had really cool things like the High Republic. Um, I was wondering, you know, personally from yourself, what you would like to see from the franchise and what meaningful LGBT plus representation means to you. Um, you know, it's representation is definitely a tricky thing. Um, the balance of like, rep, you know, representation or token tokenizing. Um, but I'd like to see characters that are just allowed to be queer just allowed that room to be queer if that makes sense like there are so many ways that lgbtq plus representation can be attained but i think it would be amazing just to see characters who are simply like allowed to say things that queer people say and like do things that queer people tend to do and like again there is that sort of that um that thin line of without it being tokenizing or without it being like general generalized behavior or generalized things that queer people may or may not say. Um, but I mean, ultimately I will say that the way you get there and the way you get to that authentic, that authentic sort of representation is by having queer people in the writer's room and queer people crafting these stories. But um, I say that because so many people think I that representation means like exclusively intimate 
relationship-based portrayals of queerness, which is great too, but there's so much more to queer people than just sex and relationships. So I'd love to see characters that are just like sort of casually being queer. Mm-hmm. Where it's not like embodying their entire character, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and it's, it's, it's more in like the offhanded comments or like certain interactions they have with other characters that are of the same or not same sex or that are non-binary, like, or you know what I mean? I think that yeah. that is a lot of that I get casual queerness. It's so funny because it, it's, it's, it's a casual form of representation, but it also, I do think it is kind of a tricky representation to really nail on the head. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're also seeing a lot of that kind of casual representation done really well in like animated forms and, and certain like children's TV shows, which is really awesome. Star Wars is all about having hope and finding hope when there is none. I would love to hear, based on your personal experience, how you think our fandom could become a more inclusive and accessible space for everyone, and really how your, um, how like the, the hashtag campaign helps with moving into that direction. Yeah, that's a really great question. It's a, it's a also like a tricky question, but I, I like it, and I think that it does directly relate to my experience. I think my answer for that directly relates to my experience in working with hashtag blackout stars eclipse, because one of the things I said from the very beginning with regards to that, that movement or that campaign um, was to, for everyone to educate themselves on who Quantic Dream is and who their CEOs are and what the allegations are and to trace those allegations through the courts um, and, and kind of figure out what has happened and to educate themselves. Um, and I think that's reflected in like, my answer for this question, where I just think that the most important thing any fandom can do and agree to do sort of like as a collective is to continue to learn, um, educate them ever, you know, everyone educate themselves on an individual level, um, call out toxic behaviors as they happen within the fandom and just kind of like try to grow together because I think that those behaviors are what give me hope for Star Wars or give me hope for any fandom in general. Um, you know, it gets a little bit tricky on certain, in certain like online spaces like Twitter, where there's a lot of really easy ways to cut off communication or to like make, or like to kick someone out of a community because of certain things. But I think that again, like trying to bring in the aspect of doing it together, of learning together, of educating ourselves together and calling out toxic behaviors together, apologizing and also forgiving together, like all that behavior, I think, is how I'd, how I'd say like fandom, like fandom could cultivate more hope. Well, perhaps I'm just talking about my own experience, but I had no idea who Quantic Dream was before I saw your hashtag. And so mm-hmm. that was a moment that it helped educate me and understand because all I saw was Star Wars video game in the headlines. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that stood out to me. So right. um, that whole idea of, you know, educating and using platforms to, teach those in our fandom who may not know it's definitely helped me absolutely well thank i'm glad to hear that because honestly i was in the same boat when i when i first saw the trailer i was just excited for a little bit and then i found out like that there was were some allegations and then like because of internalized mm-hmm. you know toxic internalized heteronorm- heteronormativities i guess um i was very quick to sort of dismiss them and be like okay well whatever the video game's so gonna be made and it'll be really fun you know what i mean and then i was like, well, I should look into it a little bit more than that. And then I was like, okay, whoa, this is like, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and it's, and it's a little bit, 
um, scary that my immediate reaction was just to dismiss it. So yeah, I mean, like, you know, even, I guess I just say that to say that like I was in a similar place and I think that most of us are in more similar places than we think most of the time, you know? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have very complicated relationship with Star Wars. Um, just like seems yes. to be the name of the game with <laughs> yes. it lately. Um, yes. Looking on that bright side, I would love to know your fondest Star Wars memory and why it means so much to you. Um, I think, I think my fondest Star Wars memory is sort of one that keeps like evolving, and it's literally just hanging out with other Star Wars friends online and like making new connections. Like honestly, just hanging out with you is like this is like you know this is a new fondest Star Wars memory. I think like I know it's that kind of sounds tacky, but it's true. <laughs> like the best the best part of it's the best part of Star Wars to me. Um, and it's also kind of like what Star Wars is about. You know, it's it's about connecting with others. It's about finding family and like learning and choosing to love each other through whatever that whatever comes. So I think yeah, my fondest Star Wars memory is like the continued relationship building. Thank you, Chase. And thank you, listeners. Platforms are powerful. In fandom, it is important for visible fans to use theirs to spread awareness and advocate for inclusion and accessibility.